Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. So we're talking about espresso today. There'll be a lot of coffee talk, and maybe we've drank a lot of coffee. Maybe the caffeine's getting to us, but who are you to judge? I can drink as much as I want. Maybe you should calm down, because I'm perfectly calm, and we're going to just have a drink. where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Casey Price. Wait, Almost a... missed that info, intro. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's usually a fourth person. Yeah, Chris is... Who are uh, they? Definitely under the weather. Um, yeah. He may already be asleep. He has been... <laughs> it's, it's not been good times. I think it started with our son having an ear infection and spreading that viral fun. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Children are bags of germs and disease. Casey, back me up on this. You've got two of them. I've got two that have, one has two viruses, one has three viruses, according to the blood work. Or the, nice. the upper respiratory panel. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I also have two children on steroids, which. Do oh. they, uh, they just flipping over stuff, getting swole? <laughs> <laughs> they do not take naps, I'll tell you that, <laughs> on steroids. I imagine not. Oh, God. I remember, like, the last time I, like, was, like, well, the last time I was sick and given medication for it, uh, COVID, they gave me nothing. They just said, here, go with God, child. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, uh, but, no, the uh, uh, the last time I had steroids, I was just kind of like, man, I am, like, I'm wired. This is this is strange. I don't like it. And they're like, yeah, no, you've you've like polished stuff down. You're so bored. <laughs> the like, we might as well have sandblasted countertops with the the level of cleaning you've been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> as if you had a pot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we're talking about today. Right. We should have had that segue later. Uh, you know. <laughs> We do what we can. Uh, so, uh, other than dealing with uh, uh, an ill Chris, what's everybody else been up to? Well, we had a uh, beer fest yesterday at the Beaver Dam. Um, it was an outdoor beer fest when the temperature was feels like 102. <laughs> um, we also had to set up like probably three blocks away from where we got to park. So... <sighs> Every keg was a six-block walk to bring a, a keg there and then go back to the car to get the next one. And then there and then back to get the next one. So, um, yeah, I waited till everybody left at the end and said, I'm just driving over here and <laughs> drove into the amphitheater with my car. So it just worked out well that way. Um, 
I had, I think, seven, six, seven and a half of the 11 symptoms of uh, heat stroke. So that was fun. I, I had nausea, but not vomiting. So we were good on that one. I was going to say, were you only half confused? <laughs> they put they put the uh, nausea and vomiting in the same bullet point. So I was like, well, you can't count that as one whole point. That's not, that's not even fair, really, because you don't always <laughs> get to vomit if you're that nauseated, you know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just pass out. I did not, which was was wonderful. Um, sold out of a couple different things. I think we were the the talk of the the day because we were from pretty far away, and none of those folks had had our beer before. So I yeah. think it, we were we were definitely one of the bigger sellers of the day. Um, I'm interested to see what the ticket sells come back because it's the way they can do now in Kentucky. Instead of us just going and charging per drink, they could like give you 10 20 tickets you pay 45 dollars at the door and then we get that ticket and trade it in for a um a mm. amount at the end okay. so um i know we had you know 450 tickets or more so we'll see how uh how they count them up once they get them all together wow all right i'd like to know what everybody else got not that i'm competitive <laughs> or anything right, right. <laughs> right but uh those guys suck and they should have done as well as you did <laughs> that's right and I, I mean i was sitting beside west sixth so oh. um country boy two doors down from me so i mean it was it's pretty cool <laughs> they went i mean we're not going any further east than lexington right <laughs> yeah. uh that's awesome though like yeah fun day. I, I i i you know were my work schedule not what it had been these last couple of weeks i'd try to see if i could get down there for that but maybe <laughs> maybe the next one i uh, hope so yes, it is. uh Brit- uh anything anything good going on over in the walker uh, land that's not people dying uh, of illness right right um emmett's saying more words so that's fun he started saying thank you like the straight up like full full uh term <laughs> there and uh and he started saying please which is heart-wrenching when you're in the Ooh. store <laughs> oh, like for example, when you have to go to take your toddler to Kroger to get his medication for his ear infection, and we go through the toy aisle because you're, you know, obviously an idiot. It's really hot, and you don't feel like doing anything. And he's like, "Please, please, that one, please." I'm like, <laughs> "This is gonna be bad." <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, he's he's more he's getting more adorable and more of a butt every day. Um, <laughs> It's, but, uh, but there, yeah, there's a there's a, a threshold he'll hit when he'll stop being adorable and just be a butt. Yeah, probably another year. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's that, and like I totally understand the heat thing. I went to get. Um, apparently, it wasn't the right time because my insurance says either glasses or contacts. Didn't realize. Mm. That. But whatever, it's fine. I use a credit card. So um, we, <laughs> I went. That to, means Chris um, gets to drink more. So I went to, uh, we actually have a Warby Parker, not only the store, but the one, one of the ones that has, um, that does eye exams. Um, uh, cause I, sure. Well, you I, don't wear glasses, okay. so you wouldn't know what Warby Parker is. Uh, yeah, look, I used to wear glasses. My eyes got better. Doesn't everyone else's? I, don't I got better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am literally, look in fairness in about Six more years, I'll, I'll be back on team glasses. Probably. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's, happens that's to all the traje- us, right? 
that's yeah. the trajectory that my father's eyes took. And upon us comparing notes, he went, you know, I bumped into this stuff a lot when I was a kid. I should have had glasses when I was younger. <laughs> hmm. Damnedest thing, that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so these that I have on are actually Warby Parker, but it's, uh, they're they're from like two years ago. And where I attempted to do the contacts, and then I can't do contacts anymore, as this doctor said, you have severely dry eyes, and I'm like, I do. So uh, <laughs> I had to go get like specific eye drops, um, and she said like those are actually it's probably getting in the way of your vision, and I was like, cool. Uh, so anyway, um, I should have new glasses. Uh, Casey, in two were weeks. you? Casey, were you hearing Ben Stein when she said severe dry eye? Dry. <laughs> yeah. Dry, clear eyes. Except I didn't get that, actually. Yeah. Uh, like I haven't tried the nails yet, but still. Uh, th- like These are supposed to, like, something about your tear duct situation. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I should have new glasses in two weeks. Um, the, the relating to the heat story is, uh, for some reason, par- so that Warby Parker's in the mall, and, like, a certain end of the mall, conveniently enough where the food court is, <laughs> was out of power when my appointment was. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> so I was like there and, and you could tell because I was dying. I was like sweating <laughs> to death. There was no AC because there was no power. But then the other half of the mall was fine. So I'm like wandering around Pottery, Pottery Barn. This is the rich people mall. Uh, Pottery Barn Kids and uh, William Sonoma and <laughs> all that stuff. And uh, just waiting for the, the power to come back on. But yeah, I was like, the, I think over and over again for the past like two weeks, I've just been like, I hate summer. I hate summer. I hate summer so much. <laughs> it's, like, it's just been like, and it's been Florida summer. It's like humid and dumb. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had to get up early this morning just to try to go. If I was going to try to do any exercise outside, I had to do it oh, yeah. before it got disgusting hot. Uh, or rained. Th- those are the two sure. settings I've had this, this week. Disgusting heat or rain. And do you guys have the cicadas down there? Not yet. Not, not really, no. Not yet. Jesus. Right, Emmett's scared of them, first of all. I have to pick him up if he because he sees them on the ground and is like, Ugh, and I was like, fair. Um, huh. But they're, it, they're so loud. There's like a swarm of them on top of our building. It is insanity. <laughs> and, there's, and they're everywhere. You can't even drive without like seven of them just hitting your windshield randomly. And it's like, uh. oh my God. Casey, do you remember the uh, ladybug infestation in college? Uh, yes. Where, yeah. like, if you went back into the science building, you'd look on one side of the the building, and it's literally just, just top crawling. to bottom, covered in ladybugs. Not even That's like, true. oh, I see a bunch there. Like, like the you couldn't distinguish the wall from ladybugs. Yeah, that was we, uh, that was the hot side of the building or whatever. Yeah, we had that problem at my mom and dad's, like the house I grew up in. We, that's what mm-hmm. made me hate ladybugs to this day. <laughs> like, they're so, mom, I, oh. Mom would go around with a vacuum cleaner and then like scent the the garbage bag so she didn't have to smell it when she took the thing out. Because mm-hmm. it smelled horrendous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh. I feel seen. Sorry. Everybody's like, what's wrong with ladybugs? And I'm like, you don't. Yeah, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, they had to get rid of the aphid problem. So they they invited an invasive species in that nothing wanted to kill. And then other than other than women with vacuum cleaners. (laughs) 
It just went full on like if you give a mouse a cookie situation. We just went down a, mm-hmm. the, the, the slippery slope, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, uh, I oh, go ahead. I was going to say the the book that I'm reading um, or just finished listening to. You all need to read uh, it. It is kind of that give a mouse a cookie aspect. It's like this whole world world ending problem that's getting ready to happen and it's like interstellar world ending problem and the solution (laughs) is to um bring in an invasive species basically to take care of it Mm -hmm. which is intergalactic invasive species work it's it's kind of cool i mean i feel like at a certain point that's how they're going to describe humanity as it goes out to the stars yeah totally uh so uh i will say uh this this week, uh, or rather, just mostly just today. Uh, well, this weekend, the, the my friend's sake brewery that we were we've we've been to, uh, Void Sake, had a soft opening ahead of their grand opening, which I believe is next week, uh, next weekend. Uh, and uh, I was working a big chunk of it, so I decided to go down today after drinking a bottle of one of their sakis uh and you know restock and kind of see what they had they've got they've got their horchata hmm. nagori on now their uh horchata uh sake is available for pours but not available to be bottled they don't have all the labels yet uh but uh britney you're not ready for it it's it's delicious is what oh. i mean I mean horchata. Yeah, that's, that's like <laughs> that's all, all it had to be. Is that really. Delicious. Like delicious your socks, your socks will not will not be on after after consuming even just a little bit. Which works out because heat. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, had a had a good time hanging out with hanging out down there today. Uh, yeah, so I've kept. Basically a steady buzz going the entire day. <laughs> Not exactly, but, you know. The perfect Sunday. <sighs> I'm going to need some water after the show. <laughs> uh, Casey, can your wife hook me up with an IV? Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If you don't mind buying it off of Amazon. <laughs> I need it now. She could definitely put it in your arm. <laughs> nice. We'll go from there. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, once upon a time, we had a news segment that would go in our show. Yes. It's gone but not forgotten because it has its own. It's spun off like so much Mork and Mindy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, once Mork. again, as far as being a little a uh, little odd, a little different this week, uh, it was just two of us instead of the three of us. Look, we could make it if we tried. And there we did. are only... Two anchors typically on a news broadcast. So true, true. It just makes makes sense for you two. Uh, but yeah, we <laughs> we had we, some. It we, started off a little depressing, but got it got a lot. Uh, we ended on a good note. So yeah, at, at least Bob did not go to uh, a little of the J- calling you Jane um, by the end of this <laughs> one. <laughs> There. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can tune in over on Have a Drink News and catch uh, us talking about uh, Brewdog's Culture of Fear. 
uh, how uh, bars reopening might affect seltzer cells. Hard seltzer. And uh, yes. And uh, are there any other kinds? <laughs> These I days, it's, who knows? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, a little bit about some uh, maybe maybe a German German brewery getting reopened after a couple hundred years. The Phoenix. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can check that over on Have a Drink News. Uh, but I believe it's time we move on to our topic. You know, this being a coffee episode, you would think that would be likely, but uh, <laughs> this being have a drink, this being have a drink, I'm gonna find a way to get me there. Um, yeah, no, uh, so we are doing espressos today, as you might remember from our intro. Uh, and even though you may see bags of espresso roast coffee on the shelves of your local supermarket, espresso is not a roast level. Uh, what kind of level is it then? Is it, you know, escort mission? Is it platformer where you're jumping from? We're just going. Never mind. We're going yeah, we're, we're doing video game jokes. and <laughs> Not that kind of show. Yeah, I guess not. Anyway, uh, it is not a style of bean or a specific blend either. Espresso uh, is making uh, espresso making is the process of passing highly pressurized hot water over coffee grounds to create a highly concentrated coffee drink with a deep and robust flavors. Uh, the Specialty Coffee Association of America, the SCAA. That's really close to like a thing with animals, isn't it? The ASPCA. There's also a high school near here called Uh, CPA. So just keeps on going. uh, Anyway, they say espresso should be made with the following formula. E equals MC squared. No. Um, Espresso is a 25 to 35 milliliter beverage from 7 to 9 grams of – prepared from 7 to 9 grams of coffee through – which clean water of 109 degrees to 205 degrees Fahrenheit has been forced at 9 to 10 atmospheres, about 140 PSI of pressure, and where the grind of coffee is such that the brew time is about 20 to 30 seconds. 195 to 205. 195, sorry. I I thought I said 100, but I, I'm tired. I heard, I heard 109. You may have said... I, I meant to say it. I don't know. Let's go back to the audio and see what... No, never mind. The, Bernie's going to have a stroke if we try to... Uh, this specific process should create a drink that has a flow that uh, flow while brewing with the, quote, viscosity of warm honey, and the resulting beverage will exhibit a thick, dark, golden crema. Gross. Uh, espresso should be prepared specifically for and immediately served to its intended customer. Uh, that took... There's a minute there, I'm reading that sentence where I'm like, I don't I feel like... I think it's just the, the way the spacing is on the page, just like the next line going down to where two is, I just go, Yeah. we're missing a thing. Yeah. There's a preposition I can't find. Uh, but yeah, precision, precision is the key to making an excellent cup of espresso. 
there is a large amount of technology and science that are used today to brew consistently good cups of the drink. Water temperature, amount of coffee used, and the grind size, and the consistency of the coffee, the pressure of the brew, and the time the water stays in contact with the coffee grounds all play major roles in the process of brewing. I mean, 20 to 30 seconds, that's not a lot of time for it to be uh, in contact with them coffee grounds. Yeah. That's intentional. <laughs> contact uh, this... contact time equals caffeine content. Oh. So really the quicker that you pass it through, the lower caffeine you're going to extract. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why drip coffee has the highest caffeine, while espresso has your and French press. Woo, French press. Um, but your your espresso actually has lower caffeine contents per you know, per drink Which of it. It's counterintuitive. See, I always, yeah, I always think of espresso from like childhood where like, you know, like I watched people drink coffee in tiny cups and they're like, oh, such That's a kick. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it was maybe just flavor country they were in, not, uh, not caffeine land. Uh, they in Possibly. flavor country. <laughs> uh, well, the story of espresso begins with the steam innovations of the 19th century. It's uh, this train making its way to the station, I guess. Steam power was being utilized in many industries to modernize and improve their work. Coffee was no exception, as uh, Angelo... Moriando? Moriando? Sounds right. (laughs) Ronando of blood. No, that's Castlevania game. Uh... Now, Angelo Moriando of Turin, uh, of Turin, Italy, looked to use technology of the century to solve uh, a real, uh, real-life first-world problem, having to wait five whole minutes for a cup of coffee. <laughs> this, this can't stand. It's a concern. Um, <laughs> his patent for new steam machinery for the economic and instantaneous confection of coffee beverage has become the general prototype for coffee machines of today using larger uh, larger boiler to heat water around 21 PSI, he would push hot water over the grounds and use the second steam engine to flush out the water and complete the brew. And I can't hear a steam engine without thinking that there's a train coming to flushing toilets, I guess. I don't know. It just makes me think of steampunk. <laughs> yeah. My Espresso love. is as steampunk as you can oh, get, you, especially that one, I mean, uh, yeah. that one Starbucks store. Like, it looks so sick. It's like one of the newest stores mm. that they put in, and I want to say Chicago or something. Well, I don't remember. That's a that's a steampunk because uh, um, Back to the Future Three is filled with like Doc Br- steampunk Doc Brown jokes, ah. and one of them is he he has well, like the, yeah the train this crazy end, contraption yeah. that's like well there's a train at the end but he has that crazy contraption in his like barn that is like you know several feet wide uh like this huge massive table that comes out to give him just a small little bit of espresso or something nice Uh, do what you gotta do to get your fix well the process would create bulk volume of coffee uh which could then be served like uh inventors like luigi bezerana bezerara bezerara bezerra Bizarra? Bizarro sounds too much like Bizarro, so I was like, that can't be right. Uh, and Desiero Desidier, Desidier, Desidier Pavone. 
would come soon after to create devices that would push water and steam over compressed pucks of coffee to make a single serving of the beverage. Took off, took off in Canada. The pucks mm. for hockey. That's how you utilize old uh, espresso pucks. Just <laughs> once they're on the ice, they just get frozen. Mm-hmm. Uh. Additional uh, innovations uh, added air pumps and pistons to create higher amounts of pressure. Uh, the term of a shot of espresso comes from the action of the barista who would perform uh, would perform while pressurizing the chamber uh, where the espresso was brewed. Uh, they would manually pull lever, uh, pull on a lever engaging the piston, and that's not what a shot would look like in my brain. It should either be them loading a chamber into like a bolt action kind of rifle thing. Or with every like time they made espresso, they're doing a shot of you know, whatever liquor. Th- those would make more sense to me than pulling a lever becomes a shot. Yeah. Well, I wonder the, where the term "shot" came from. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they said, it's it's from this this well, lever no, pulling action. The pulling was the, pulling the a real. Shot. Pulling makes... shot is the is the action, gotcha. but like okay, shot had to have been a previous. Yeah. Word. Okay. Yeah. Nineteenth century. You know, eighteen hundreds. You'd ask for a shot of whiskey. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes more sense. Uh, yes, Brittany. That is a steampunk. Uh, That's a Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it just popped up in the the Skype I had call. To show the like, example. Uh, <laughs> Before it came up, like I knew it was going to show up, and I was I was going to go, yeah, we did a story on it like years ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, the Gaggia machine is probably the closest example to what modern day espresso machines are designed like. Uh, I'm assuming it's Gaggia because that's how you pronounce no, like probably. the mafia term for the the or Magia actually. So it'd be Magia or Magia somewhere in that range. So I want to keep saying Gaggia. Uh, higher levels of the pressure uh, created the Gaggia machines introduced a moose-like substance gross uh, on the shot that many patrons were apprehensive about. They called it a scum. And that seems that seems right, right? Like there's that, that's the correct impulse when you see scum on the top of your drink. Sure. Uh, but Gaggia referred to it as cafe creme and changed the conversation as well as the definition of what a proper shot today looks like. Yep. Marketing's how you do it all. <laughs> it's where the money's at. Yeah. Uh, well, there are devices that attempt to brew espresso-like beverages without having an espresso machine. Uh, the two most popular ones are the Aeropress and the Mocha? Mocha Pot? That- Mocha Pot. Okay. Mocha Pot. Uh, these devices will supply some pressure to the coffee without having the full nine bars of pressure needed for a proper espresso shot. Took a second to remember that bars in this case is barometric pressure, not <laughs> full bars of people. Or, you know, nine nine bar rooms of peer pressure to get people to... Anyway. These devices will produce strong coffee, but not as concentrated as the original. They'll do in a pinch, like when you're backpacking or traveling, but there's no substitute for true espresso or uh, espresso, Right, Brittany? I hurt my stomach just now when you did that. 
Well, you should, you know, that was, you know, you gotta, you gotta eat better. That's eat some, some coffee beans. Uh, yeah. Speaking of beans. Well, when selecting a roast for espresso, beans at the lighter end of the spectrum will produce more acidic and a lighter mouthfeel. Uh, darker roasts, by contrast, will reduce the acidity and make a more full-bodied cup. This is because the longer and more developed roast will release more of the coffee bean oils. While most roasts can do, while most roasts can do, darker roasts can be easier to get a good cup out of. It's very important to get the freshest beans you can find, and beans that are between four and fourteen days post roast tend to be best. Well, it's fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> so post roast, post roast. Uh, I don't know. There's there's this thought. They're like, oh, like, like coffee bean oils. It's like, man, how are there not essent- essential coffee oils being sold to people? There probably are. Oh yeah. Like I I feel like there should be, but I don't hear someone say, oh, here are my coffee essential oils. Where they do absolutely nothing. Like all essential oils. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> there's they're all over the place. Coffee bean oils, seventy one million results on google <laughs> <laughs> for essential coffee bean oil gotcha that's what it does it wakes you the hell up <laughs> uh, so um more important than best part of waking up is bean oil in your cup in your cup technically yeah i think i'm gonna get some <laughs> increases appetite that's probably correct <laughs> uh improves respiratory health that no Reduces but, inflammation, relieves allergies. I can see reduces inflammation the same way that caffeine helps get rid of, like, headaches. When you're addicted to caffeine. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it does it for a reason. <laughs> well, like, um, Excedrin, I think, has, like, caffeine in it or something. Or yes. there's a... And there's so a does Midol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know from all my Midol use. I mean, hey. Um, okay, more important than the roast is the grind size. Coffee for drip and French press are ground to a medium and coarse grind. Espresso, on the other hand, is powder-like in its, in its grind. It's also quite important to grind the beans at the time of brewing. One of the key ways to dial in a good espresso is to adjust grind size. Coarser grinds will reduce the restriction of the coffee in the basket, causing the coffee to be brewed more quickly. A finer grind packs closer and increases the pressure of the brew, which also increases the time the water will be in contact with the coffee. When you get a new coffee bag, you will need to spend time dialing in your coffee grind to get the perfect cup. As that bag of coffee ages, you will likely need to make the grind finer to make up for the changes that happen as the coffee ages. Huh. Mm. Okay, hold on. They're talking about reusing the same bag over and over, correct? Like the yeah. bag of – for your – Like, so you go buy a pound of coffee. Not you. Um, no, but, but well, for the sake of argument, let's say we do. <laughs> so, the royal you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you go buy a, a pound of coffee, and so you, you spend the first – I don't know, the first quarter of that pound just trying to get the grind the way you want it. And then for the next two weeks, that grind is going to change because the, the coffee 
you know, it, it dries out a little bit in the moisture level. It, it doesn't, um, the oils change a little bit. And so as you go through the process of, of that coffee aging, it will actually become easier and easier for the water to get through it when you grind it. So you have to grind it finer so that the pressure will stay high. Gotcha. Okay. Like they're talking pre-grind the coffee aging, yeah. not yep. not you've ground it. Because I was like, no, look, anytime you make the coffee and you got the, the, the thing in there, once the coffee paper is all wet, you take the whole thing, throw it out, and you put a fresh one in. This works. Yeah. So it, 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 what how this works. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I thought you said this hurts, and I was like, "No, I'm right here." Um, I I did not uh, up until recently. I had not had the opportunity to have true freshly roasted coffee. Like for us here in the wastelands of Eastern Kentucky, um, the deep dark we, hills of Eastern Kentucky. Have, the speaking place up, where there's we, a the place where there, we trace our bloodline. Yes, I immediately um, knew that reference. There is a. There is a new podcast, by the way. Have you have you heard this? I, I'm going to need a title to know what you're talking about. Well, it's called The Old Gods of Appalachia. Oh, yeah. No, Chris, has been, that Chris has been saying okay. for like weeks. Chris is the one who told you. Okay. I thought it was somebody at, at the brewery that mentioned it. Okay. So that's why why it's been up there. But that, that kind of reminded me of it when whenever we were talking about the, the Deep Dark Hills. Dark Hills. Yeah. Um, but anyways... I thought, you know, it couldn't be that big of a difference until I got the coffee home from a fresh roast and was able to watch it age literally over two weeks and could tell, okay, this coffee's too old now. And you're you're just looking at it going, hmm. My transformation into a into a, a mid to late two thousands hipster is complete. <laughs> yes. So then at that point, it goes to the drip, and, you know, we get another bag for espresso. Nice. Uh, but what about Nespresso? No way. The, the thing uh, the thing George Clooney sells. I don't know the technology behind it, but it can't be good. Well, so, oh, I was, <laughs> no. okay, we're going to go down a rabbit hole. I was going to say, well, actually, a wire cutter. Okay, uh, that's <laughs> once you start bringing up wire I heard, cutter. I heard <laughs> that. I heard that the it actually was as about as close as you could get so far with a non-espresso espresso. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks you still get the crema, you still get some of the same flavor it's notes. Still, um, like, I've, I've heard made like quality wise, but they they recommended a particular model. But anyway, uh, so yeah, <laughs> without the addition of any cream, milk, or sugar, uh, there are a number of coffee drinks that can be ordered at any coffee shop around the U.S. at least and most of the world, starting with a single espresso shot. This is what defines the shot, 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 <laughs> This is what defines the rest of the drinks. A single shot of espresso should be about an ounce in size and is served in its own small two to three ounce ceramic or glass cup. Glass is so weird. Usually accompanied with a small spoon and a saucer. A shot of espresso should balance acidity, sweetness, and bitterness. These qualities do not need to be equal, however, as some coffee can accentuate one note over the others. Uh, See, when you were saying a glass cup seems weird, I'm thinking of it from like when I used to bartend and you'd make like a, a uh, what's those, like a, a Irish coffee oh, or oh, yeah. you mm. know coffee with some Baileys. You have we used to use glass, you know, coffee things for those. Those I can kind of see. I'd especially like to see that with like an espresso, like a. So, the espresso glasses are 
uh, they're double blown. They're like you, you can't get to the inside, but it's like double pane glass. And so it's like a think of like a Christmas ornament, but then you while it's still warm, you bend in one side of it to make a cup. And so you saying, have an inside and outside glass. I'll, I'll put I would, one in the. Okay, I was I, I was just suggesting perhaps like a like an Irish espresso. Right. Well, <laughs> and and the the only issue I have with um the glass is, is just like it doesn't hold the heat in. <laughs> like and I guess if it's that small, it's not really going to be a concern because, like, theoretically, you're not taking an hour to. You're drink supposed it. to drink them kind of yeah. quickly. Um, but for like a normal coffee cup, I'm just like, why? Well, if it's also if it's double paned, that would it, keep some of like that in. True, true, true. Yeah, it wouldn't be common, necessarily maybe as effective, but it would it would get the job done for the time you need. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Exactly. It's got a. Uh, sorry, I just saw the actual picture of it where it's like, yeah, no, you can see it's about like, you know, quarter of an inch of glass. And then inside there's still, you know, liquid before there's like, yeah, there's double painting. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. <laughs> OK, uh, the naked shot of espresso may be the best way to sample coffees of various qualities and see what differences uh, the beans can make. The shot should have three key parts to examine the crema, the body and the heart the heart really the top layer on the or the crema contains proteins sugars and oils from the coffee beans it contains the finer tastes and aromatic qualities and as you as your coffee beans beans age the crema starts to go away mm. see when you said there has three parts the crema the body and the heart i just went no we're not making brandy here we're making coffee <laughs> Where it's the the head, the body, and the heart. Still sounds strange, I guess. The heart. I don't know what it is. Uh, Using the tiny spoon provided, it's customary for the guest to break the crema and stir it into their cup. I've seen that on many a movie. Okay. (laughs) I'm... Again, I don't drink coffee. I don't know anything about this, but now I'm picturing creme brulee. Oh, Oh, yeah, kind of. Well, no, like someone trying to, like... Put a small layer of creme brulee on top of. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a bit of caramelized sugar you toast just above the top of your coffee and you break that. You know how Seinfeld had just the top, like the muffin tops? The muffin tops, yeah. Yeah, so we just need just the cream brulee cream, uh, brulees. Yeah. Wouldn't you. Just, just a, a thin layer just of like caramelized sugar that you like tap and it breaks into your coffee. I'll figure out how to make these and next time you're all up here I'll make them. That's like a whole that's <laughs> honestly like the Dalgona coffee to a, to the next level. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still want to make the matcha version of that. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> the body makes up the vast majority of the shot and should have a caramel brown color with a viscous mouthfeel. Viscous, horrible word. Pulling a shot of espresso doesn't just extract the flavor of the beans like drip coffee may but it will also extract compounds to add body to the drink. Towards the bottom of the cup, you will find the heart of the drink. It may be more bitter than the other parts that balance the high notes of the crema. You gotta drink it for its courage. It's rich, tasty courage. I'm just thinking, Bob's an espresso drink. I am? Yeah, you got that bitter heart. Oh, well, (laughs) fair. Okay, uh... (laughs) It's all main heart. I'm look. I'm dead inside. I guess that does make it bitter. 
All right, more common than the single <laughs> shot is the double shot of espresso. By doubling all the ingredients of the shot, you are able to extract around two <laughs> ounces of espresso in about the same time. The Italian name for this is a doppio? Doppio? There's no good way to say that. It's the most American most American thing I could I can think of, though. We've made this shot of concentrated coffee. Double yeah. it. Pretty much. Why? Because... Because... Just a bald eagle flies in the background, <laughs> crying out. Like, I don't. How, do you have that on cue? I'm an American. They come standard. Uh, so, since we have a set amount of time required for a standard shot, there are also names for shots pulled that take a little longer and a little less. Wait, that take a little longer and also take the ones that take a little less time. Sorry, can't read. Uh, the oh, the lungo, lungo, not sure, and the ristretto. That's right. That's what the the longer, and the risotto. <laughs> yeah, and they're restricted, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the lungo longo or long shot <laughs> allows the water to flow through the grinds a little longer. Typically, this means more than thirty seconds. The longo usually ends up being about the same amount of liquid as the double espresso, but it uses half of the coffee, leaving the drinker with a thinner and drier coffee with a more acidic taste. Uh. I'm. Sorry, I'm just now picturing like it's like it's a it's a longer pool, uh, and I'm just like a long shot. It's like coming from downtown. <laughs> yeah, uh, its counterpart, the ristretto, meaning limited, limited in Italian, not even a, <laughs> not even where I thought they were going, uh, is brewed. I mean, restricted, limited. That those know, are very, very, you know, still a different word. Synonyms. You're in. You're in the you're in yeah. the ballpark. Uh, it's brewed for a few seconds shorter time than a typical shot and has a more concentrated flavor, thick texture, and a stronger aftertaste. Hmm. <laughs> it's more viscous. It's uh, it's like drinking risotto. There you go. Nice frothy hot risotto. So the Americano's history is steeped in legend. The story goes that during the Second World War, the American soldiers in Europe found espresso too strong for their tastes. So they added hot water to it to the disgust of Italians. And so the name Americano for this kind of beverage is actually not positive. Uh, an, an espresso with added hot water is an Americano. The amount of hot water varies according to the taste of the drinker, but typical amounts range from two to eight times the volume of the espresso. So... If you're doing one shot of espresso, you can do four, eight, eight uh, ounces of water on top of that, typically. Look, in America's defense, we were fighting them at the time. I don't think we really cared that much what they thought. <laughs> I mean, also, there was an Italian resistance and blah, 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 blah. But also, we were marching through Italy. <laughs> yeah. A modern take on the Americano is the black eye or the red eye. Depending on where you order the drink, it takes the same approach as the Americano, but instead of adding hot water, it will substitute in hot brewed coffee, increasing the coffee flavor and the caffeine content. That that's the most American thing yeah. I could think of. Yeah, that's coffee wise. I've gotten that many times. <laughs> I, look, when I heard red eye, I was like, no, that's that's Chris right there. That's, Starbucks will do it. Give me give me coffee. Give me coffee with more coffee. 
Uh, milk is, however, espresso's best friend. There are a variety of ways to mix the two together to make a number of different and popular coffee beverages. The milk of choice and what we will focus on today will be whole cow's milk. But there are, of course, varieties that many coffee shop offer, offer many coffee shops offer and will have on hand whether they be plant or animal based or various levels of fat and sweetness. So I I I have to remind myself occasionally it's like, wait, no, there's only one kind of milk. It's moo cow <laughs> moo milk. Well we did a well, whole episode on milk. And hey, then and reference. we did a whole episode on it. That's what I remind myself. I was like, you're wrong, Justin. But you ever thought about a goat's milk latte? I don't know what goat's milk would taste like. Do you know, to, I, or what a yeah. latte tastes like. I've never been intrigued by goat's milk. Like, never even like wanted to try it. But goat cheese, I'm just like, oh no, it's the best thing in the world. Oh. I don't know why I can't. A little chevre. Good stuff. Yeah, the goat's milk just tastes like goat's cheese, sort of. So, still has that gamey. It's not really gamey. I don't know. It almost tastes dusty See? to me. Huh. Oh. I'm not trying to give. Goaty. Yeah. Goaty is a flavor. So it tastes uh, good. So, think of the old internet. But you can have almond milk, soy milk, whatever. You can have unsweetened, sweetened, 2% skim. You know the drill. Milk for coffee beverages can be added cold or hot and with or without air incorporated to make it frothy or foamy. Uh, when heated, the temperature should not exceed around 155, 160 degrees. As above that point, it will break down. Uh, this can leave the milk, milk curdled in the wor worst case scenario, but it can also make the milk taste much more sour and have like a cooked custard mm -hmm. flavor, even when the protein chunks are not visible. So it can be cooked without being chunky. Um, air can be incorporated into the milk as it is heated through the use of a steam wand, usually attached to the espresso machine. Um, the key is milk can actually hold more air in it and better air when it's cold. So you froth at the beginning and then plunge the steam wand in the bottom um, to to heat it. So you, you froth it while it's cool and then you heat it while it's um, warming up or you warm it up the rest of the way after Good you froth cold it. And you ram that rod down in there. <laughs> there you go. Um, a skilled barista can position the tip of the wand in the milk in such a way as to blow air to the milk as it is heating in which will create micro bubbles and froth the milk. The quality my of the froth milk in <laughs> and... my milk. I uh I met that guy. Hmm. He uh, uh the... yeah, I can't think of his guy. Name. Yeah, I can't I think of his know, name, but I didn't know who I met him and Lee Greenwood actually. <laughs> Both of those are kind of old acts, but um they uh one played a uh a New Year's Eve ball that I was there to help setting up and everything. So it's kind of cool. I was like, who, what's the song? And then I you heard go. tiny bubbles and you went, Oh, never mind. I was, I know. I didn't know what tiny bubbles were at the time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so the quality of the froth milk is judged by how fine the bubbles are and how silky the mousse like texture is. Um, the much more desirable is that silky, uh, Moose-like texture than larger bubbles, though. This is where, like, they get fancy, though, and, like, they'll put, like, the weird drawings in the milk. Latte art, yeah, um, which is another, you know, skill to itself. There's competitions based around this stuff, which is pretty cool. 
Um, as we work our way, though, through the next few drinks, we'll approach them from those that are more balanced toward the espresso side and then work our way through to drinks that dilute the espresso more with milk. Um, we'll talk about the ratios of each ingredient as the size of the drink will change. You know, Starbucks has three, four made up names for their sizes of drinks. So, you know, you can't just always say this drink has one shot of espresso whenever there's four different sizes. They're not made up. They're um, just of different the espresso. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're made. Of, I don't think they work. They they work in the languages that they're in either. <laughs> so, the espresso macchiato of tradition is not the one you will find at the Starbucks. However, tradition. Uh, a true macchiato will be three parts espresso and one part of steamed and frothed milk placed in a dollop in the shot. So you basically want a shot of espresso and then a third of that size of the shot as frothed milk so I heard, I heard dollop and i just pictured not a dollop of frothed Daisy. milk <laughs> no we, well yeah okay sort of because i'm just picturing like sour cream just being dumped into it can i have a sour cream macchiato please oh <laughs> i want to i want to order that just to watch someone throw up at the <laughs> behind the counter it's like no um I don't know if they've got sour cream. You might be able to get like a uh, cream cheese macchiato. Um, I, <laughs> it mm. turns out chunky. No, sorry, now I'm thinking of cheesecake. Oh. It wasn't yeah. exactly where you were going with cream cheese, but my brain went to cheesecake and I went, oh. Coffee and cheesecake are great. Anyways, <laughs> um, a true macchiato, three parts of espresso, uh, one part steamed or frothed milk, placed in a dollop in the shot. So basically a tablespoon on top of of this whipped milk or steamed and frothed milk on top of a, a shot of espresso. Um, the drink is the highest coffee to milk ratio of those that we'll discuss of the milk drinks. Um, the frothed milk may be thought of more like a garnish to the drink rather than actually be mixed into it. Um, if you were to adjust the ratios, though, and make it an even one part of coffee to one part steamed milk, you've got a cortado. Um, cortado means cut. Uh, cortado means cut in Spain, uh, where the drink originates, and simply means to cut the espresso with an equal part of milk. It is key to note that the milk in this drink is not foamy, just literally hot steamed milk. So, um, there was a someone who uh, used to I used to come uh, at my job and kind of help us with something, uh, and we would repay him with uh, McDonald's coffee. And he would do uh, – whatever. It's what he liked. But he would do it seven creams Jeez. in his one large coffee. So and I wonder what the ratio actually is by that point because I'm like, at this <laughs> point, man, you've gotten some milk with like a hint of coffee flavor. He was having a cortado. I don't know. That's, is that still one-to-one -one at that point? <laughs> Maybe by the time you, you think it's black coffee instead of espresso. Yeah, okay. That's that Ted Lasso clip. If you like, uh, cappuccino, macchiato, as long as I can't taste the coffee in it. Mm. Uh, it's, hot, it's hot brown garbage water, and I don't like it. <laughs> 
So you take that one-to-one drink, and uh, in the Cortado, it's going to be a, a straight milk, hot milk. Um, if you instead mixed equal parts of espresso and foamed milk, you'll have a flat white. Uh, that's a drink that originated in Australia. The consistency of the flat white leaves the drink with a thick and smooth texture while also having a heavy hit of espresso flavor. Uh, next up is probably the most classic, uh, the latte. It's really the turning point of coffee and milk concentrations, where you have one part of espresso and three to five parts of steamed and lightly frothed milk. Um, so really, you're, you're basically using coffee as a flavoring rather than the, the majority of the drink in this one. I think at this point, we're, we're, we're in the territory of seven creams. To... Yes. You're, you're, you're getting this way. Uh, mixing the steamed milk with espresso in a cup and then laying about one centimeter of uh, microfoam milk on the top uh, makes this the classic drink. And then about two feet of whipped cream. <laughs> well, that's in the next yeah. one. Uh, oh. a, sort of a sub a subcategory of the latte is the mocha. Uh, it's simply a latte flavored with chocolate, usually in syrup form. Uh, while any flavor can be added to a latte, uh, chocolate has kind of earned its own name uh, using mocha specifically for that, since it's probably the most popular option. And yeah, you can get whipped cream right on top of that if you like. My, uh, my old boss used to get a uh, caramel mocha latte or something like that from starbucks uh and they'd say how much caramel do you want and she would go an embarrassing amount yes and she said that to someone one time who was who was feeling uh i guess froggy that day and we put about if you looked at the bottom of the cup there was about two and a half to three inches of pure caramel at the bottom (laughs) like if she put her straw in there she could not drink from the bottom and she went Look, I asked for an embarrassing amount. You delivered. <laughs> Works out. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so we've got this this latte, which has uh, mostly steamed milk and a little bit of lightly frothed milk. Let's flip that ratio just a little bit. And a cappuccino has roughly the same um, uh, kind of milk to espresso ratio. You're going to have... Uh, one part espresso to three to five parts of milk, but the milk's texture will b- get a lot more light. Uh, so, like, instead of just doing steamed milk, you're going to do a lot of foam. And that's really the only difference between a cappuccino and a latte is the foam content. Uh, so the lighter texture of a cappuccino will incorporate a lot more air into the cup and probably uh, make it feel quite a bit lighter than you think it should when you pick it up. So you pick it up and it feels like the cup's only about half full because of the amount of foam that's in it. Instead of about a centimeter of foam on a latte, um, you'll get about three centimeters of foam on top of this drink. So from here, we're going to take a little turn into dessert land um, with two, three different, two, two really different dessert coffee drinks. Um, the first one is a coffee, cafe Compana um, or Vienna coffee. It's simply a double shot of espresso with cold whipped cream on top. Uh, and then you've also got the affogato, which is a shot of espresso that's poured over a scoop of ice cream, which could be delicious. I think that's going to be – that's exactly what I'm going to make. I'm going to do an affogato with the creme brulee topper as like a little wafer. Get a caramel stroop waffle to put in it or something. I guess that's that's redundant. Ooh, yeah. But stroop waffle, either way, it doesn't matter. You need a stroop waffle just in your life. Yes. I was going to say, you say redundant, but I feel like what you're saying is more stroop waffles. Well. <laughs> um, 
so we've talked a lot about hot drinks. It would be kind of a miss to to not at least touch on cold drinks. Um, you can convert any of these, pretty much any of these drinks into a cold version, uh, but dilution is going to be a factor. Your ice that's going to go into the cup will will go ahead and dilute that. You're also going to get a lack of foam because you really don't froth and steam the milk. You just use straight cold milk in your cold drinks, so you're not going to get a frothy drink or a steamed drink or a, um, uh, a foamy drink. It's just going to be flat milk and espresso usually. So, uh, you know, an iced latte really is probably about the the closest as you're going to get to any ice drink. You really can't have an iced cappuccino because foam is the key factor of making a cappuccino. And so um, really it's it's more of a you're having an iced espresso beverage that's kind of on its own. But most people call them iced lattes. Yeah. And they are very popular among teens. Yeah, yeah I was going to say <laughs> the the youngsters, the youths. Oh yeah, and and you know, one thing that I didn't even write in here was uh, frappuccinos that's kind of a you know the the cold drink just blended although starbucks does use i think a frappuccino powder which has some other products in it if i'm not mistaken so it's sort of like a you add ice and this powder instead of adding milk to it um hmm. plus a shot of espresso or whatever so that that together with the the water from the ice and the powder makes its own milk um to a certain Starbucks extent. uses pure sugar. That's what those frappuccinos are. Utter, just concentrated sugar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I actually want to look. I want to look at the frappuccino ingredients and see what... That's not a good idea. Um, <laughs> That's not really a, the best thing. See what they have, have in there. Anywho, now on to more drinks. <gasps> Drink with me, friend. Yes, so uh, I did not have coffee. <laughs> no, but but there is a coffee theme to it. Yeah, uh, I think I think we all we all drank something that had seen coffee flavor before. Yeah, it, it was very it had it was it had familiarized itself with coffee at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had um, it's called Pressed from the Phase Three Brewery. It was an Imperial Porter Tiramisu. Which, tiramisu, just the best. Um, (laughs) 12% ABV. uh, I did not get to look up the rating on that one, so I'll still have to do that at some point. But uh, delicious. Just delicious. Um, It honestly had... uh, So you know when you have like a good hot cocoa? (laughs) Like with milk, like you properly should. Um or like you get it out somewhere, like we're talking like the Santa Claus level hot cocoa. You say, look, that's uh, that was for fancy people. You were lucky to have running water. Yeah. Uh, I I always made it with water growing up, and then I was like, what have I done? Uh, the but the the mouth feel on this beer was of that that viscosity. Mm. <laughs> so uh, it was fantastic. It was just like drinking chocolate <laughs> <laughs> with a hint of coffee. It was great. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I <laughs> I had joked uh, that uh, in the I think this was the most recent episode before this. I had done a uh, I was drinking sake from my friend's uh, new sake brewery. I was like, no, you know they make a coffee nagori. I 
And while I did go into that after we finished, after I finished the beer I've got, uh, I started with, uh, my, my first choice was, was, a was a different beer. I was like, no, I am not just going to be a shill for my friends, uh, friends breweries. So I, uh, I grabbed the Knights of Hambly from Broken Throne. Uh-huh. <laughs> making me, sure. uh shill for my friend's brewery. <laughs> uh, no, this is uh, their, their uh, bourbon barrel aged coffee stout that got extra aged due to, co- due to pandemics. It did. And, oh boy, was that good. <laughs> uh, that I had a larger bottle that I was like, oh god, I'm, I'm going to have to dump this. Nope. Nope, finish that. That was surprising. Uh, It'd be up all night. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, it's coming in at 11.5%. And this is in collaboration with uh, uh, the uh, let's see, Broken Throne, Dueling Barrels, and Lincoln, Ro- uh, Lincoln Road, who I think is a roastery. Coffee roastery. Yep. Um, so, yeah, all kind of. Rough, not exactly, but roughly on the same street. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say dueling barrels is the one that's like right behind near, like okay. Yeah, we're it's it's the uh, Alltech one. Yeah, question. Mark? Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, we got the barrel from them, and I've had I've, I've been hanging on this to this for a while, trying to save it for something, and then I thought, hey, what am I saving it for? It's just gonna go bad if you just keep waiting, uh, and. I still had a lot of coffee flavor, like good coffee flavor. Yeah. We did five pounds of, of medium roast beans and uh, 115 gallons. No, a little bit less than that, actually, like 100 gallons. So I don't know what cold brew coffee would be ratio-wise, but it definitely uh, pumped the coffee into it. Yeah. So it was – it was nice. Uh, it It didn't – despite being, you know, kind of high in the, the thing is bourbon barrel aged, uh, didn't taste. It, super it, it boozy. Was, it, yeah. It wasn't super boozy. Like it, it was really well balanced between kind of all the different flavors going on in there. So it was, it was a nice little treat. Uh, well done Casey. <laughs> I try. All right. What were you drinking? Casey? Latte. So okay. um, I've got a little espresso machine here at the house, which doesn't get enough use. It, we, you know, I bought it and I was like, you've got you twins. How do you not get enough use? Well, it's, <laughs> you, it's easier to sometimes to just go to the coffee shop. Um, oh. But you look at it and you're like, you know, if, if I just don't get the coffee at the coffee shop, we can pay this and, and it'll pay for itself in so many months. And, yeah, well, it's not done that, but it has been fun to play around with and experiment and and I'm, I'm have just coffee. Saying, just saying, during their first few months, I'm surprised you didn't like the same time you put like their bottles in to get warmed up. You just started making coffee because <laughs> you're going to be up for a few hours anyway. No way, I'm, I will fall asleep with them drinking a bottle while they were kid little. <laughs> um, there's been a number of nights that we woke up with a bed wet because you know the bottle would fall out of their mouth and then just leak all over the bed. Yeah, so okay. we have a soured mattress. Um, so um, 
The latte that I'm having is white chocolate and butter pecan. Um, those oh. two, yeah, I've got a few different syrups. Whenever we got it, I've, I've you know stocked up on a few syrups. So uh, butter pecan's kind of a li- more liquidy, sugary syrup, and the white chocolate, of course, is one of the Turani syrups. Um, so those are both good. Um, I used Starbucks decaf Pike Peak Pike's Peak beans, um, so that I wouldn't be up all night. So that's another great thing is that you could, you know make whatever bean choice that you want with your own espresso machine so you don't have to just have espresso in the mornings. Um, there's been a lot of nights that we've just done, you know, a nice hot chocolate even, steam the milk and do a hot chocolate with it. So it's been nice. All righty. Cool. Um, Today's episode is brought to you by Casey Price. Casey! <laughs> and produced... The coffee connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> And produced by our very own Brittany Lee Walker. Oh, I don't know if that's worth even mentioning every time. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the amount of work that has to get done on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure when I'm going to be able to do that. It's just, we're, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get out there. Uh, used heavily um, from various different sources, actually. Uh, but the the ones that were really kind of key is uh, the Specialty Coffee Association of America for giving some definitions, and then Yuzu Bakes for uh, basically helping define some of the coffee drinks that are out there and making sure that we we didn't miss anything in the in that. But in the meantime. You can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv. And don't forget, you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. Or you can also use the feedback page on the website. Um, I haven't heard anyone shout very loud at the heavens lately, so, I mean, you can always try that. Uh, yeah, There is a finite physical limit to that, but, you know, we'll see if it gets to us. You know, howl it out like a like a wolf communicating over long distances. Howl! Light the beacons. Condor seeks aid. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, taking Chris's line, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. All joking and fun. All joking and fun aside, we'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly, even your coffee. Caf- too much caffeine really messes with you in there <laughs> There's, there must always be a walker to read this line Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's what it is at this point right uh, okay well uh, you can check us out in another couple of weeks for the next live episode and assuming no internet outages and remember to check out <laughs> patreon.com slash have a drink show once again i'm Brittany lee walker i'm justin frazier i'm casey price we'll see you next time bye bye guys <laughs>